Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And today we're going to review the film Coda, um, the best picture Oscar winner. We're also going to get into a little bit of the aftermath of some other things that happened at the Oscars. But um, this film stars Amelia Jones as Ruby Rossi, Troy Kotzer as Frank Rossi, Eugenio Derbez as Bernardo, Marley, is that Matlin or Matlin? As Jackie Rossi and Daniel Durant as Leo Rossi. So this film is about Ruby is the only hearing member of a deaf family from, is that I'm just going to say Massachusetts. (laughs) At 17, she works mornings before school to help her parents and brother keep their fishing business afloat. But in joining her high school choir, choir club, Ruby finds herself drawn to both her duet partner and her and her latent passion for singing. So what did you get from the film Coda? Yeah, so Coda, um, right, took home three Oscars and I watched it after the fact, after when those Oscars. I mean, Same. it's a really good film. It's, um, I think, directed really well, written very well. Um, if anything, to me, it felt like one of those um, Disney movies that comes on um, at 8 p.m. or used to. I don't know how Disney Channel works now, but like original <laughs> Disney film that coming at 8 a.m. Main character who has family obligations, but has a gift and wants to sing. Um, and this is a story of how we get there, um, just with none of the jokes um, and just a little bit boring. So- <laughs> Is it is it something like a I don't know a Camp Rock? I'm trying to think of something else. I haven't watched a Disney movie in a while. Disney Channel movie. Well, I mean, really, any of them that feature the teenage girl who wants to live her dreams and her family is put, holding her back. I mean, <laughs> that's like seventy percent of the film. Of Disney, so, um, yeah, that was those are the vibes. Yeah, um, I I would say I did enjoy parts of this movie. Um, it's, it's not a bad movie at all, but I wouldn't say that it's worthy of best picture or, or at least in most years. It's not. Um, I'm going to look at the nominees were. Say what? I'm going to look up what the other nominees were for um, best picture this year. OK, um, but while you're doing that, um, I, I mean, I didn't see every one of them. We did review a few of them, like Don't Look Up. Uh Oh, yeah, King. that was nominated. King Richard was nominated. Yeah. Um, West Side Story, Drive My Car. Okay, so some stuff that was popular, not so popular, um, but filmed very well. Usually that's how the, the category goes. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's not a bad movie at all. I think it shows the deaf community um, pretty well. Really, I thought that was the most interesting parts, the, the parts where they were doing sign language, because, I mean, I'm in a sign language class right now. And um, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, 
it's always best to know the alphabet and that'll get you pretty far or, you know, kind of get your foot in the door if you want to talk to anybody in that community or just be able to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. But um, I found that part the most interesting. But Ruby, her life, I could care less. I mean, like like her her journey to being a singer. I <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I support you know choir. I was in band in middle school, um, but there's nothing harder to get through than a sad rendition of a good song. And usually, that's what these choirs, <laughs> that's what these choirs do. Um, they take they say let's sing a hip song, a popular song, um, and sing it in that choral tone that it is just so bland um and it's hard to listen to a classic like that um and they kept singing was it i think it's marvin gann and tammy uh who sang um all i need to get by that was a big part of the song um or a big part of this movie um and i didn't care for hearing them sing it but it was beautiful I mean, on her side, yeah, but the guy, I mean, I thought he was average at best at singing. He was below average, and I think she was maybe a a tick above average, but nothing special. The (laughs) fact that she got into Berkeley was a miracle. I don't understand. I guess that was the best talent that he's seen in a while, that teacher. That's sad. (laughs) Where is he? He's not even on the cast list. I don't see him. Uh, uh, He uh, he was on mine. Um, It's pretty average at best. Yeah, definitely, definitely nothing uh, too special. But the movie wasn't about that. It was about the journey, not necessarily her actual skill um, in singing, which, I mean, to her credit, I mean, lots of people can't sing at all. So, I mean, she has something going for her, but um, more so just about being um, used in that way as from a child to birth. I think the second half of the film, I like better than the first half. Um, once we got into the conflict and um, probably past the singing montage, that's the got interesting. When we got past the training montage, that's when I felt like the singing was going somewhere. Um, the last half of it, I watched at a half tick speed um, on the playback, I think 1.25, just because I was like, ready for this to be over. Um, but I wanted to know the story, though. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to watch it. So the um, the cast you uh, mentioned, um, was it Marley, I think? Um, she's, I've, I've seen her in a lot of stuff. She's probably the most, um, one of the most recognized um, actresses and deaf actresses um, to come out of Hollywood, I would think. Um, Oh, you mean um, the mother? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Marley um, Matlin, she has been a lot of stuff. Um, The ABC show, um, Switched at Birth, I think think the son was on there as well, Um, about a deaf family. Um, She's on Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump, one of the best seasons, I think. She was um, runner-up. So that's honestly where I, where I know her from as a sixth grader watching Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> oh, okay. She was, she was on that show <laughs> and she did really good. She did really good. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought overall the movie was um, pretty good. There's one thing, one thing I wish they did, a, they would have done that other movies have. I think it was actually, um, oh gosh, it's so I feel bad because I always want to say a blind side. But that's a different Sandra Bullock movie. I'm the Blind Side. About, right. The Blind Side. But I'm really thinking about Bird Box. <laughs> and even then, I'm not thinking of Bird Box. I'm actually thinking about um, the one with, with um, Emily Blunt. Uh, 
Now I don't know it's what you're not, talking about. It's the monsters, but they they hear. Oh, a, oh, a quiet, a quiet place. place. A quiet place. I thought you. Said, my, I thought no, you were saying brain, like they're in the same movie. No, 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 no. My brain just whenever I want to think of what the quiet place is, I always think the Blind Side, and I think no, it's a Bird Box. No, it's a quiet place. <laughs> Different movies. Um, so but many steps. A, so many steps to get there. But up in a, a quiet place, they often muted the sound completely. So that if you kind of, if they could imagine what being deaf felt like, they cut the sound when a deaf person was on screen to show kind of, or to kind of feel that moment. And they did it once in this, but I wish they would have took more time to just mute the sound completely whenever we're hearing or watching from the perspective of the deaf family. I think that would have been, I guess maybe some people might not have liked that, creative choices, whatever, but I would have liked that more. I mean, I agree. I, I thought that the most interesting parts were whenever they were just doing sign language and communicating, you know, just as a family. Right. Her, her life outside of the family. I mean, it's average at best. It's. I mean, it, we've seen this before. We, we, we've we seen a high school, you know, kid yeah. who wants to go off and do their own thing and grow up and separate themselves from their family. But right. That's not quite new. No, that's pretty much her story. But um, the. The thing about her family is, you know, they're all deaf, but she's the only hearing person. Um, right. And CODA stands for child of deaf adults. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing I also learned in my class is that for deaf people, they have to have, you know, really, what's the word? Um, they really have to emote, like show their emotions yes. on their mm-hmm. face a lot um, to kind of make up for, I guess, not speaking yeah yeah and when you're signing to them or signing um, interpreters um, when they're next to someone giving information they're very expressive uh, one of our popular clips on tiktok and youtube is, is a um, interpreter from a waka uh waka flaka concert um <laughs> and then another one from a uh, megan the Stallion concert it's pretty interesting <laughs> to see them sign those songs but it's so expressive and they get so into it um and it adds honestly it adds a level to the show um i, think I agree the one with Waka, he didn't know that she was a sign language, or at least people say he didn't know because um, he started dancing alongside her because he just thought she's feeling it so much. I mean, <laughs> he just felt really hype on stage. Um, so it is it is interesting for sure. And I'm glad movies like this, you know, get made. And um, we get to step into what that word is like. I, won't say, I don't think I've seen a movie necessarily talk about what it's like being the interpreter, right? I've, I've seen things focused on the the deaf but not so much um that child burden i think about it most when i was working in retail and you'd have um children of non-speaking um non non english speaking um shoppers who would come through and there was a child like six seven years old who would be um you know they buying a tv and the, and the seven-year-old is like okay this is how much it is um you know translating for me do you want a warranty you know and let's say that so it's a lot i can imagine a lot of pressure on a child for sure to have to be the mouthpiece for not one parent but both and even a sibling yeah and that was actually interesting um pretty much the the family dynamic what she wanted to do outside of that really didn't care but um that that family dynamic that was really nice i, I thought that that was the best part of the movie. I mean, pretty much not much is happening for about half of the movie. 
until we get to that conflict. Right. But um, I enjoyed the parts where they were doing the sign language. Now, I mean, I'm in a class, but they sign way too fast. Like, <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> I mean, yes, it is. Um, yeah. And you think people, you know, same people talk fast. I mean, to keep up with the syllables and words and whatnot, I guess you got to sign fast. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, oh, bless you. But um, it's, it's like, it's so subtle. Like, the, the hand movements. It's like so fast. Like, have you seen Naruto? Yeah. Do you know what that is, Naruto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, like how they do <laughs> Naruto. Like yeah, it's just like that, where you're doing all that, the hand signals and shoo, 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 all of that. I mean, it's yeah. crazy fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talk about letters, they're doing whole phrases and sentences. There's only one experience I had with sign language and learning it myself, and that was in elementary school. We learned the national anthem, and we learned how to sign it while we sang it. And we sang it for like a, a um, school assembly. And I don't remember much of it. I remember like uh, red. It was like our pinky to our lips because like red lips and rockets, you cross your fingers and hold your hand out flat and your finger goes across it. And it's like a rocket um, and the banner waving, but um, it's really expressive. It's definitely a skill. You know, there's some preschools and whatnot that teach it if you have the money, right? Send your kid one of those, um, but definitely a skill that is worth learning. Yeah, it's a nice skill to have. I mean, you can be an, be an interpreter. Um, I mean, I've kind of thought about that with the class that I'm taking, but I'm like, I can't match the emotions with my hands right now. So I catch up to do. <laughs> I mean, I just need to get the basics. I mean, I, I pretty much have the alphabet. I got that down, and you know, some simple words like yeah. you know, how are you? Nice to meet you. You know, you know, how are you feeling or whatever. Right. But, right. Um, right. You know, there's a lot. And also based on the alphabet, like the hand signals for the alphabet kind of yeah. carry over into words that start with that letter. Like mm-hmm. when you said rocket, yeah. that you you know, crossing your fingers, that's an R. Oh yeah, look at that. So just having that foundation of the alphabet goes a long way. Hmm. I didn't think I didn't realize that. Um, it's like it's really being bilingual. It is it is um, the same as learning a different language. And then I saw a video recently talking about um, dialects in sign language, right? I That's mean, right. The sign language the sign language you learn in school is very proper versus a sign language that people who are actually speaking it on a regular day how they speak it. I um, mean, there's slang, and all this stuff. Um, That's so, how language is. You know, it's, it's, yeah, a whole nother language. Yeah. Well, I meant just like English by itself. You know, there's yeah. variations of how people speak. I mean, just go to different cultures. You'll see people don't talk the same type of English. So, um, yeah, um, we really have not gotten into the story, but. Um... <laughs> really? I mean, we've explained. I feel like we've done what the, what they did to pitch the movie, because um, that's the whole story. Uh <laughs> There's not much that really happens without the actual details. Yeah. Cause most of it is just her being shy and awkward. Yeah. And, um, being upset with her family because, uh, you know, they, they want her to be the interpreter for the fish fishing business that they have. Um, this is kind of skipping to the middle of the movie, but that's when the conflict comes in. Um, yeah. I mean, to get there though, you, I mean, you just, 
he just fast forwarding through some awkward singing and fishing. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to set the background, so her father and brother, you know, they have they they work on the sea with um I guess a lot a lot of other sailors and they catch fish and they try to sell the fish to some other company that I guess is right around the same area. Mm-hmm. And um now they're getting less for what they're catching. They're pretty much getting the same supply, but just less money for it. And um, she also tags along with them. Or, I mean, I guess she does fish too. Mm-hmm. But I don't see her do it that much. But um, she is the the uh, interpreter for them. But somehow she's able to go there and then go to school. Like <laughs> One of the funniest parts of the movie for me was um, in the beginning. So she's out fishing on the dock and then goes to school. And people pick on her for smelling like fish. And I'm like, oh, that's so terrible. Like this poor girl has to go fish with her family to make money and come to school. And she gets picked on. Like that's real. But then she gets in the car and her mom says, you stink. Why don't you change your clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so she had the opportunity to change the shower and she didn't. Like, like her family's like, that's weird. So <laughs> I well, was like, I, I don't feel bad for you anymore. You, <laughs> your mom is even like, why do you stink? Yeah. That does happen. And, you know, her parents, you know, they get it on and, uh, you know, they can't right. st- they can't keep keep their hands off each other. But. Um, yeah, so she tags along with her brother and, and father in the morning time while they fish and help interpret what they're saying to the other fishermen. And then, um, you know, she goes off to school. I mean, she's awkward doesn't really fit in with everybody but finds a little place to uh express herself in the singing group um you have this teacher what's his name is it bernardo bernardo villanova <laughs> yeah that's not his name it's oh oops it's, I, I was going with it <laughs> it's it's not villanova it's close to it. it's like villadonia villadonia okay like yeah mr v is what they settle on yeah, Mr. B, you know, he is um, very passionate about music. And, um, you know, he's not exactly looking for that next person to go to Berkeley, which is the school that he went to. But, you know, he teaches this music school. I mean, this this music class and he needs to find somebody for um, this production that they have every year. So, uh, you know, he finds something in Ruby and this other guy for some reason. Um, I mean, he's really not that great of a singer. But, um, you know, he sees something special in them and says, I want you two to practice and you two are going to sing my duet. So, you know, she she starts to like doing that. I mean, she goes over to the teacher's house and um, she meets up with the boy and they sing and all that stuff. And then um, she starts to have something for herself. But at the same time, um, the fishing business is going down the drain. And they still need her to interpret what they are saying, the father and the brother. Um, and so, you know, after that, they decide, you know what, we can catch catch fish on our own and sell it at a higher price. Um, and if anybody wants to come with us, come on, we can sell more and make more money. And at the same time, you know, the news is catching on to this. And they're like, uh, you know, we need to do interviews. But of course, you know, they can't actually speak. They're, they're, they're deaf. 
And um, they want Ruby to be that interpreter for the family, for the fishing business. But, um, you know, she's kind of stuck in a in a hard place because she wants to do this thing, go off to school, you know, go to college at Berkeley. But at the same time, she has family obligations that, I mean, it, it makes it pretty tough. It, it, it really does, because you don't want to leave your family, but you also want to have something for yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, did you have any comments? You know, for yeah. anything? Well, um, I think the whole um, the whole beginning of the movie, getting to the conflict. I guess they had to set up. It's actually not that long of a movie. I thought it was. Really? I thought it was two and a half. It was or two and a half. Wait, it's listed at an hour and fifty one, but no, yeah. it, it felt longer. <laughs> <laughs> it did but it actually wasn't it was actually only an hour and 50 um really like an hour and 45 um but you do spend the first half of the movie getting there um i do feel like it was a bit um it was it was a slow movie but i felt like the music teacher's progression to picking her as like his protege was a bit rushed i don't i didn't get what he got and why he thought she was so special. I didn't need any more for that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I didn't need any more. I was ready to move on, but it's also like, this is, this is not how this would have went. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think how it, how exactly did it happen? Because well, it was the first day of class and he said, here's, you know, um, going to some vocal exercise. He said, well, I need to, you know, you sing happy birthday to me because I need to know what your voice is. Um, and he tells you if it's a piano, tenor, alto, based on that, right? Um, and she gets so nervous, runs out of the room. And um, it's not to the next class, or no, I think she comes back after school or something like that. And, um, you know, apologizes for doing that. And he gave a motivational speech and she came back and she started singing and she heard, he heard her sing and he was like, okay, there's something in you. I think you should take private lessons with me. Um, you know, we can get you into Berkeley. I'm just thinking about all the people who've actually went to Berkeley and how they were like, this <laughs> took a lot more work than however long this was. Maybe the, it's also <laughs> unclear how long this was, though. Was this like, it had to have been a whole year if she's graduating and that was the first day of class. Or, yeah, or either like the, the um, last semester. Could have been the last semester, but one semester of work and you never had any professional training um, to get Didn't into apply her. to the school either. Didn't. <laughs> Not before this. I mean, come on. You got to do that she before that last did semester. She take the, look, did she take the SATs? I mean, <laughs> she decided she wanted to go to college on a whim. Uh, I, <laughs> the application process is much stricter than this. Um, so they really glossed over that. But the point, the point was the second half of the movie. Um, whenever she's singing more and um, the fisherman business isn't going great because of the money issues, they make their own business. Um, the deaf family starts their own business and they're successful. It's not explained how, but they are. Um, and the news comes to interview them and she says, I can't. Mom says, well, I need to be an interpreter. I can't. I'm going to do music and it's a whole big thing. And she does, I think, the right thing and stays and, and interprets during the interview. Um, distracted, but does. And um, after that, they take it a little more seriously about singing. 
um, and try to support her in that. And I thought that was great. Um, of course, then they get audited by the this boat overwatch group and you know find they're deaf and that's not good and all this stuff. Yeah, that lady, the, the lady that was on the boat with them, she yeah. didn't even try to warn them that the police was trying to pull them over. Like they can't she hear was, anything. Right. She just stared after she was told that first of all, now you know, you gotta you gotta help me help you, right? When she got on there, they could have said they could have wrote down they were deaf. They could have been like, what do you need to know? Write down your question, what answering throughout the day. So I mean they didn't have to be that cold to her. But she was also not being smart. Because she could have also wrote down, oh, <laughs> you're deaf. Let me reply to that statement. Here's what I need to know from you. Did you know your engine is loud? <laughs> <laughs> there could have been a better relationship there. Um, of course, it had no impact in that court case, though, because they are, in fact, deaf. Um, and I also think they were trying to point out that the person reviewing the boat um, and reviewing their, their practices really didn't have experience on the water because her waders that she put on were brand new. She popped the tags on them. Um, so that shows she's not a really efficient. Um, Cause I was like, why didn't she answer the radio? She actually might not know how, cause it seems as though she's not really about that life. But, um, but you, we saw the police sitting there riding up. Like you can hear them sitting there shouting at them, pull over, pull over. And she's just still <laughs> sitting there. She's just staring. I would have said something cause I don't want to get shot. I was, yeah. I, I mean, I wave my hands. They can't hear you. They can't hear you. You know, you tap know? on the shoulder. Right. Something. Throw a fish at them. Like something. <laughs> just going to let them. They could get tackled. You know how many? I, I mean, I don't know kill. how many. They could get killed. There have been instances of people um, with disabilities being um, abused by the police, quote unquote, accidentally because there was miscommunication. They didn't know what they're walking into, they didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I mean, that scene kind of reminded me of Grand Theft Auto, you know, kind of being on the boat in the middle of the water. <laughs> then you got the police on you. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it did. It really did. But they had I mean, five stars, I guess. Oh, yeah. You go too far, they start getting like two or three stars out of nowhere. Like, what did I do? It was also <laughs> unclear what they were doing wrong for the police to come. I think they were just out of the zone. Maybe. Because, you know, um, there's only a certain amount or a certain area where you can go past until the Coast Guard or whoever might come right. through. So but I was they surprised just, they, they weren't charged for that. They only mentioned the charge, I thought, I, to my memory, for just operating a boat while deaf, which is a crazy thing that the court can do, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just felt wrong. Uh, we're finding you because of your disability, which they said in those words. But, but wouldn't they go through this process before they start their business? Like there has to be some kind of licensing that they have Listen, to go through. They glossed over a lot of details in this. Um, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wait, don't they need to get a business loan? How'd they afford this place? They ain't got no money. How did they get backing for this? What's their credit like? I mean, what? These people have never ran a business before. How did they know to do all this stuff? Um, but that's not the point of the movie. Point of the movie is family dynamics um, and expressing oneself to yeah. family. I, I thought they so. brought up some some pretty interesting topics. You know, with um, there's a part near the end of the film where the mother, uh, what's her name, Marley, she's saying that she was hoping that 
her daughter was going to be deaf like them because she felt like she wouldn't be able to connect with her since she would be a hearing person rather than a deaf person. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, So the, the family dynamic was the most interesting part, parts of this movie, her singing career really don't care. I mean, I thought, I thought the, the, the song at the end was pretty nice. You know, she was doing sign language while also singing at the same time. Cause I was wondering why it took her so long. I was expecting that at the concert. I was very rude for not to do it, but I was like, I guess this is her moment. And she, but, but she knows they're there. Why wouldn't she sign then? I don't know. That's what I felt. <laughs> I would have been like, or they could have asked, I guess, but I'd been like, I would like to know what you're, what you're singing. Um, yeah, you could let me know. That'd be great. I mean, there's even a part where the father, he, you know, he touches mm-hmm. her, her, um, her neck to kind of feel right. the vibrations, and um, he does like rap music, I guess, because of the vibrations. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and you know, everybody at the school they can hear it, but of course, uh, the father he can't hear. But right. I guess he likes the vibrations. Mm-hmm. I had actually read an article and I did not realize because I was not following this movie, Coda. I was not following it at all. Um, also, I wonder if this is the first like Apple TV thing to get an Oscar. But uh, no, it's not the first. It's not the first. Um, there was TV shows that were Emmys and whatnot. I don't know. But um, I wasn't following it. But I did see the, the brother, um, Daniel Durant is the actor. I saw him, he did something, he was in the Kelly Clarkson show, talk show, and he's, he's deaf. Um, and he was telling a story about how, um, when he was a kid, his, you know, they played music in the car. And so he could feel the bass, they got an upgraded system so he could enjoy it along with it. And um, one day he was in the park, I think his mom was at the gas station like that. And um, he's rocking out to this music because it's like the bass is really booming. And um, people are, you know, driving by or parked next to him and are laughing and like dancing along with him. And the mom comes back in the car and he says, what am I listening to? And she says, tells him it's just NPR radio. Um, and he had no idea. It was people talking. Um, but it was the, the bass vibrations made him feel like he was listening really cool. Um, so in real life, that is something that happens. People, they feel the vibrations um, and that's how they enjoy music. That's how he did. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess this movie brought a lot of realism to uh, the deaf community or showing them how they are able to, you know, get around and um, interact with people. Um, I definitely thought that was the most interesting parts. Um, Ruby yeah. and her singing career probably won't go far, but no. um, it was <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, but it really, what is that that bachelor's degree really going to get her? I was with the same thing. Look, I'm with my own bachelor's degree where I'm at. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about that too. And I was like, I mean, she could be a teacher as well. And also she could be a producer. She could write music. She could be a vocal coach. So I guess there are other things other than becoming famous because there are thousands of kids who get a bachelor's degree in music and uh, theory and whatnot every year. So there is the field with demand. I'm just not privy to what that is. But how many jobs are available? That's the bigger question. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's an all-around good movie. 
um it wouldn't be my pick for best picture no. but um it's a good movie i would watch i would watch it again for you know the family dynamic that they have but i would skip past all her singing the high school stuff um but she does have a friend that tags along who is uh you know very out there yes <laughs> she likes uh ruby's brother leo rossi um i don't think they really talked about him being out of high school i, I mean i don't know how old he is but oh, she yeah, was they, in high they, school i assume he's graduated definitely he, he's not in high school i mean well in real life she's 26 and he's uh what he's 32 so oh wow i mean but just for the setting in the film no that's kind of appropriate <laughs> well they're seniors so she's at least 17 right um, <laughs> I, <laughs> this is romeo and juliet laws no, they don't. That only applies if you're like 18. Um, I don't know. Is she in school? Is that clear? The friend? Did we oh, see? Oh, she together? she was in high school. She went to the same school. Ah, she was in school. Hmm. He was clearly out of it. He was working. Well, I told me he's playing an 18 year old. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, they had that going on. But um. Yeah, I don't know if there's really anything else that really happens in this film. It's it 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 does get boring at times. Yes. <laughs> it does. I hate to say it, but it, it does. Um I don't think this is the best thing on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, um, <laughs> I would say. I would say. I mean, it won best picture. What else did it win? It, uh, best supporting actor, the father, um, got that, and best screenplay adaptation. Okay. So the critics loved it, um, and uh, compared to the list, I mean, King Richard was good, but was it good because it was Will Smith, and was it good because it was about the Williamses? Yes. Was it good because it's a good movie? I don't know. Right. I think it's good because Don't it's a good up. movie. I, I think I, to me, it, to me, it's Will Smith, and <laughs> the aura of Serena and Venus Williams um, that really carried that for me. Um, it definitely wasn't the actual main character, Richard. I mean, the guy in real life is nothing special. <laughs> it's Will Smith, so that's good. He brought uh, it to life, you know. He did. He did. Um, and then, don't look up. I thought it was hilarious. A good take on reality. I don't know if that uh, best picture, if that would have won, I think I would have been surprised. I think um, Dune is on that list too. Dune is on the list. Don't know why. <laughs> just because of the casting. I mean, I, I think I was more entertained by that movie than this one. D- Dune? I mean, for for different reasons, but <laughs> my face felt dry, my lips felt cracked watching the whole thing. It just was so it just felt dry and sandy. That's what I got from that film. Dry sand. Uh, I mean, there's boring parts in that too, but I, I'm trying to remember an exciting part. I don't... <laughs> that that guy, the the big fat dude. <laughs> Anytime he came in, just hilarious. <laughs> well, it wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't supposed to be though. No, it's not. But I can't take him seriously. He he's not intimidating at all. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it deserved it. I haven't seen the rest of them. No. Um, I mean, West Side Story, I mean, I've heard of West Side Story, but I've seen um, the original. Really? I don't think I have actually. I feel like I just know some of the songs. Um, but yeah, Belfast, these other ones I didn't really, I didn't watch. But, um, but no, Coda won. Yeah. And I'm glad. I think it. I, I'm glad it won. I mean, for what it is. Yeah, me too. Because you know, it um, shows diversity. You know. Yeah. With um, deaf people being able to being in the forefront and everything. You know, I like that. But I mean, the story is very simple. Very simple. Um. But any other thoughts about this film? No more thoughts. I think it, it it was it's it was good for what it was. I don't think I would watch it again. Um, I wish they would have done some more silent parts, um, like during that concert, right? I think that's one moment. Did they go deaf in the concert? Like, did they cut the sound? They did. They did for a second. Whenever the mother and father yeah. were kind of looking around. Right. I wish there were more of those moments. I think it would have put the put the viewer in a little more. Um, to connect that way. I, it reminds me a lot of Parasite, um, and, you know, watching it um, in Korean and having to rely on subtitles. I don't know, something about that puts you in the world a bit more. And I think that could have took it to another place for me. But um, other than that, it's a straightforward movie, straightforward plot. Um, I think I it wrapped up in a way that I thought it was going to wrap up. I don't think all the questions are solved. I mean, she went off to college. What are they going to do? They get an interpreter. Can they afford that now? Is the business over? Like um, <laughs> this, that what was happening? What's what happened? I won't well, I don't think there should be a coda too, or at least not with this story. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I'd be okay on a director's note. <laughs> Where yeah. Where are they now? Um, let's go ahead and give this one a rating. So the lowest rating is trash, middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the film Coda? I would rate Coda. Hmm. <laughs> Max is struggling with this one. I would rate it as a high background noise. <laughs> I would. For me, it's not a banger. Um, it's good, but you got to have energy to watch it. You can't be tired to watch that. Um, and it did take me two nights to watch it. It's <laughs> I wa- I split it up throughout the day. Um, but I I got it done in one day. But yeah, it just not something that's like oh my gosh, you guys. Nothing groundbreaking happens. Um, you're seeing the world through the lens of or of a of a coda. A child of deaf adults, a, a point of a perspective that I have not seen um, in popular media, which was nice. Um, but other than that, it was a pretty basic story. Just from a new perspective. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to go with a high background noise. It's definitely not a banger. Um, ah. <laughs> it's just not. Definitely not. Um, I did not see the movie from last year that won Best Picture, but I did see Parasite. And when you compare this to Parasite, I mean, Parasite's on another level. 
I mean, it's much, it's more entertaining. Um, <laughs> Parasites, oh my God, what? <laughs> it's just on another level. This, I mean, I'm not discounting it. I mean, I, I, I think I it's, it. it's very good it. in parts and groundbreaking and, you know, just showing the deaf community. But outside of that, the story is pretty basic. But right. um, this is on the lower end of best picture films. I would agree. But um, I would say give it a watch. Give it a watch, you know? No rush. But we do have to discuss the slap. (laughs) The slap heard around the world. Um, Yes. So what what was your perspective of the slap? I, I mean, I wish he didn't do it. There's a, you know... There's something that I think has been ingrained in every person of color, every minority person that existed at one point in your life, someone said, don't do that because it can't be another one against us, another strike against us. Will Smith has single-handedly made it harder for any other black male going forward to win an Oscar for best actor. Yeah. Sidney Poitier had class, has class. Denzel had class, has class. Will got his emotions got the best of him. And when you, I'm not even going to get into all this stuff with Jada. If you add in all that other stuff just about her, um, he looks even more like a clown. Um, <laughs> much respect to Chris Rock. Um, I don't know how I would have reacted. I don't know if it would have been the same. I don't know if I would have responded. But I know for a fact in the back of Chris Rock's mind, somewhere in the subconscious, he said, it can't be two black men fighting on the night of the Oscars. Yeah. It can't be. You got to commend him for that. I mean, he took that, he, he took that whole slap. He did. He, he took, did. He, he, he took ate all that. of it. <laughs> took the whole thing. I think he was, there were so many things that probably flashed through his mind. He was just taken aback that this man just came up there and slapped him. Right. And walked away smiling. I mean, right. the way that he walked away. <laughs> now, I mean, just first off, hilarious. Like, <laughs> it never gets old. I, I've seen so many things about it. I, I've seen that slap so many times. It never no. gets old. But um, on a serious note, it's a re- really bad look. Um, it ve- is. It's, it's a very bad look. And um, Will Smith, he's, he's probably going to regret it forever. Um, I mean, at first, I didn't really think that much of it. Really, I wasn't even watching it before, you know, all the news came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it the next day at work without sound. So I didn't really hear anything <laughs> like I was like, oh, well, he just slapped him. And, you know, I was laughing. But um, it is pretty serious, even beyond just that slap, you know, because it is. <laughs> I mean, for what it's assault. I mean, he just he assaulted him on live TV. You yeah. can't do that. I mean, and then <laughs> I mean, it's like Mr. Rogers having gang violence. Like he is, he's supposed to be the nice guy rapper. That was when he's, you know, he was the clean guy. He's goofy. He's the actor. He's he's not someone. This is he's not, he's not that guy. No. Not that guy, um, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for his 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 
his life will forever be tainted because of that, all of his work. It was already tainted because he was looked at as someone who, you know, in popular culture um, is definitely um, in a not great relationship to the public lens. Um, privately, I mean, they're happy. They seem to be happy. That's all, that's their business. But um, it just, yeah, it, it ruined that night for him and and everyone else there. It's it's really, and especially for Chris Rock, that's embarrassing. That's um, what's what's interesting though, because of Will Smith and the and the reason he did it and his relationship with Jada, he looked like more of a clown than Chris Rock. And Chris Rock got sl- pimp slapped on on TV. And somehow Will is like the bigger clown. Oh yeah, that's insane. He took the bigger L. Easily. That is insane. <laughs> that is insane. And can you imagine if if he slapped, uh, if if he slapped, I don't know, um, Chris Hemsworth was was announcing, and he came and slapped him, or if what he, about Tyler Perry? Or Tyler Perry. <laughs> I mean. Or or or, got, or, if, or if it was a woman or or someone else, how would that response have been taken differently, right? I mean, there's talks now about maybe they asked him to leave and he refused, all this kind of stuff. Really doesn't matter. Um, they're really just saving face from having him arrested on TV, I think. Um, but yeah. I mean, that is just, it's just uncalled for. It's just insane. I mean, big ups to Chris Rock for not suing at the, for defamation. I'm embarrassed, public embarrassment. Um, Because I definitely they could have sold for millions of dollars, probably. But um, I'm sure Chris Rock wants to go away into it as well. Also, if you notice, after you know Will cussed him out, he's like, "Ooh, I could," and then he just said, "That was one of the greatest moments in television history, or or the greatest moment." Yeah, yeah, Um, that was the greatest moment in television history. Yeah, but it was almost like he was going to say a joke after that, after he had cussed him out. I mean, he I was still processing. He yeah, he was still processing it, but he was like, "Ooh, I could have," and then he just stopped himself. Mm. <laughs> but you know, that whole process—you know—he he says the joke, the GI Jane joke, which I didn't even think it was really funny. Just first off, right, and then it would—it's it not that offensive, huh? It's—it's it's, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't think it's that offensive. I. I didn't know about Jada's um, alopecia. I thought that's just her style. I mean, it, it works for her. So I was like, eh, right. I mean, know. it is, it's definitely a reach. I mean, she's a very public person and, and, and that was something that not was, that wasn't very public actually. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was smiling, you know, he was laughing along with the joke. And then um, Will Smith, you know, he starts walking up there and uh, Chris Rocky's like, uh oh, Richard. Yeah, right. Really? <laughs> like unsuspecting. Didn't even know this man gonna come up here and just slap him across the face. No. Almost like a punch, really. Because, <laughs> yeah, I was seeing some people say, like, imagine like Kanye right now. He did what? Like, I mean, even Kanye would never do that. Um, <laughs> it, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just stupid. It's he's like, uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> right. He's, like he's up there, you know, yucking it up. And then this man comes and slaps him across the face, buttons up his his suit while smiling, yeah. walking yeah. down. <laughs> that every, every time I look at that, it's just crazy. hilarious. Because he, he looks like he went insane in that moment. Like he just lost it. Yes. Um, he just he lost it. He was insane. Um, totally uncalled for. 
totally. I think it was really just a build up from what what had come before. Um, even that I think is the weak excuse because there's no way all that plays in your mind over the course of 15 seconds, even not even 15 seconds between the joke and him slapping him. No way those things come up like that. I mean, he had so much time to turn back around. He had so much time to stop and think about what he was doing. I hate to do anyway. Very, I mean, if anything, I'm hoping he's seeing a psychiatrist. Um, he probably definitely has to. Um, just with the internal things, the internal struggle within himself. And then, you know, the whole situation with his wife and saying, oh, I wish he didn't go up there and do that. Now he's looking like a bigger idiot. So, right. You know, I feel right. bad for him. But yeah. I think he'll recover. I mean, he's Will Smith. Obviously, this didn't hurt his career, his wallet. Um, it just hurts his um, persona. It hurts some of the opportunities that he might have had. Maybe a few things that won't come out of this, but he's, um, yeah, I think it'll be fine. Um, it's just always that idea that, I mean, you got one track against it. You're already black. <laughs> so this is one other thing someone can say as a reason to not give you an opportunity. Not yeah. that he needs anymore. Honestly, he can create his own. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. It was not good. There was a, there was an interview um, with I forget his name because he's less famous, but Angela Bassett's <laughs> husband. Um, oh yeah, I'm talking about. Yep, he's also Courtney? an acclaimed actor. Courtney, yes, yep, Courtney. Um, he was with at the Breakfast Club, I believe, and he was like, you know, if he had just nodded, did nothing, talked to him afterwards, or even not. It was a, a a second joke that no one would have remembered a minute later, but now it's infamous. Yeah, it's a GI Jane joke. <laughs> now it is infamous. Um, so he's like, "I'm out here." Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time I see that, I'm just like, he just doesn't know what's coming. <laughs> no. That's also terrifying. I mean, if it was anybody, if it was a stranger, um, anything, it's awkward. And I'm sure the Oscars, the, the, the production company is asking themselves, why didn't we stop him? Why would let people walk on stage? Because if he was anyone else, I'm sure security would have been there, but it was Will Smith. You would think, I mean, you think, okay, they're all actors, they're all civilized people, whatever. But I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's on the production company for not having more security um, protection for, for those on stage or those there in general. But not even just that. I mean, Chris didn't even think that he was going to do that. They, they've had a prior relationship. They worked together before. Yeah. He's, you know, he, nobody's going to think, oh, you know, he's just going to go up there and assault him. Let's say like <clears throat> you were in, um, I guess, church, you know, singing yeah. on the choir. And then there's somebody else who used to sing on the choir. They come up there, you know, they want to join in. But they go up there and slap you. Nobody Listen, was thinking that was going to happen. <laughs> there's a movie. I think it's called Woman Thou Art Loose. And it has, um, is that the name of that movie? It's an old movie. Um, let me see. Yeah, Woman Thou Art Loose. It's 2004. Um, and it has Kimberly, what's her name? Um, she was in, she's in Dare of Melody. Kimberly Elise. Um, Loretta Devine, T.D. Jakes is in it, um, and Clifton Powell, who's like just in every old black movie. Um, <laughs> and it, Kimberly, her character, uh, Michelle, is 
you know, mad at the world. She was raped by Clifton Powell's character as a child. And as an adult, this is skipping the time, but as the adult, she did not have a great life. She comes to church. Um, Clifton Powell's character is in the church, you know, asking for forgiveness. And Kimberly Lee walks up and they're like, oh my gosh, we're going to, I'm so sorry. You know, it's going to be rec reconciliation. And she shoots him in the middle of the church. She shoots and kills him in the middle of the church. You can't <laughs> just let people walk around and do anything anymore. This is... <laughs> Nope. This is where we live in. Yeah. And I sent you that video. <laughs> of well, that's not even the craziest one I've seen. The craziest one is um, where they, they photoshopped in the zebra from uh, Madagascar and Oscar the fish from Shark Tale and had them do it. It's even more hilarious. Yeah. Have you seen the one where um, it's uh, Avengers Infinity War and Doctor Strange he said, no. I, think, I think he said, I think our will is equal to yours. And they have will coming out of the little portal thing. It's oh, not a gosh. video. It's a picture. And oh, then he, and then I, he slaps yeah. Thanos. No. And I've seen a picture <laughs> of Andrew Garfield um, in the background at the Oscars texting. And he's like um, texting the other Spider-Man to see if Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in their reality. I'm pretty sure you won't get this reference, but um, Attack on Titan, it's an anime and yeah. huge spoiler here, but um, the main character, you know, he kind of has a huge turn, but he's kind of like the catalyst for everything happening up until this moment. And in the uh, show, he tells his father back in the past to kill these people to, you know, make sure everything goes according to plan. Mm -hmm. But now they have the main character <laughs> talking to Will, telling him, you know, don't forget that um, what Jada said, you know, oh, she, she would go back to Tupac if you don't go up there and slap him. She would. I mean, this man, his, <laughs> if anything, his legacy has been beaten down just because of her already. And the fact that he would go through we'll these lengths to defend her, I don't know if it's like he's overcompensating because she's so publicly not into him right it's weird it's like privately they're in love but publicly they're not i mean she said that tupac was her soulmate um and it's not will never will be well um she cheated on him publicly talked about the red table i, I mean i think about this is it even, even a show i don't even know um but yeah they they create their own problems it's unfortunate yeah um but um i, I think we've We've gotten into that a good bit, but um, any other thoughts about Coda though? Um, no, you know what? I don't even know who won the best picture because Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> I learned about it later, but yeah. um, there was even talk about removing his Oscars because of it. I don't think there should be anything like that. I mean, he's it doesn't affect anything like that. It's fine. Um, no. But he did step down from the academy, so his vote won't be anything anymore. Um, but yeah, no. Coda, Coda um, was supposed. To, the big picture is supposed to be the best thing about the night, but um, the best picture is supposed to be the biggest award of the night um, and best actor. He got best actor um, after he did the slap, so it, nothing <laughs> was remembered after that point. Yeah, and he tried to cover it up with you know his his speech saying. You know, he played a protective father and then he was trying to do that, but sad. He should have got on that stage and said, Thank you to the Academy. Thank you to my family. Um, good night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
that would have been less awkward than them him saying King Richard, then panning to Serena and Venus looking awkward. Um, <laughs> because their dad is already crazy and now he's crazy, and now they're crazy for picking to be the dad. So <laughs> yeah. Um but uh, I think that does for us at Annie Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, you can click the message link to get featured on the show. And thanks for listening.